Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 381 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined, not today, Willie said to the God of Death and to FRL, not today. <laughs> he is en route to Akron, driving his probably beautiful blue Ford Mustang to Akron, so he can really be flossing in, uh, in Northeast Ohio. To my left, Stephen Kyle Brackey. And uh, today, the uh, main table getting a little bit of a spruce. Yeah, looks good. With the Eagle of Freedom and the Denver Broncos helmet. Although the Eagle of Freedom is right in your face yeah. on your solo shot, but that's okay. I kind of love it. I kind of love it. You it's... know what? You get me and Freedom. Wow. That's that's a twofer. <laughs> okay. So, where are we going today? Great question. I think we start with Seth Gross is going to be a Badger. Did not see that coming. Totally out of left field. Who would have thought that he would go there? Um, it was only the thing we said the moment we heard he was done for the year. We're like, okay, well, we know what's going on here. And the thing we thought was happening is happening. The only way, and just to back up in case you're um, not, like, if you, if you don't know why, you know, why he was able to transfer, basically... He wouldn't have been able to transfer to a third school unless he missed last year, right? So the way he was able to do it was getting, by graduating from South Dakota State, getting the medical thing, which I don't even know yet if he has that at this yeah, point. Yeah, he hasn't said. I haven't heard anything yeah. about, like, so even though he's decided he's going to go to Wisconsin, I don't know if there's any other hoops he has to jump through from a compliance standpoint or whatever, but he's planning on wrestling at Wisconsin, so... Um, you know, ultimately, you know, when Ronnie Heaton signed there, it's like, okay, yeah, this is definitely happening. And then, like a week or so later, it comes out that Seth's going to Wisconsin. So, it's a, uh, I mean, it's a big. When you look at, you know, what was, what did Rutgers finish this year at at NCAA? They were ten. They were top ten mm-hmm. team, um, basically because of two guys. Yeah, they had two champs, right? And you look at Wisconsin this year, and what a big domino Seth Gross can be for their team. I mean. How many points did he score in 2018 at NCAA? He's probably 20-some. Yeah. I mean, he was smashing dudes. He got a pin in the semis, even though it was a crazy match against Tariq. So you transfer those potential points over. You've already got Evan Wick and Trent Hilger. And you've got – I mean, their team next year, it it could be really pretty pretty feisty. So I don't know what they're going to do at 25. They could wrestle Barnett right away. I bet we see Barnett right away. I think so, too, because um, – Maybe wrestling this year, redshirt him the next year. Who knows? Then you've got Gross at 33, and the plan. And there was a question: Is he going to go 41 or 33? The plan is 33. Is my understanding? He plans on wrestling at that weight. Now it's interesting. I don't know what he's going to do because Seth talks frequently about you know Olympic aspirations. Can mm-hmm. he get down to 57? I don't. It feels know, like man. a tough cut, dude. He's yeah. He's tall. It that would be. He looked big in that video they posted. He looked, <laughs> him he looked, he looked puffy. Yeah. That was the word that came to my mind. He looked a little puffy. Maybe not in uh, 
not national championship, but you can't win it in uh, whatever month this is, May. May. So, okay, so that's their 33. 41, Tristan Moran, Cole Martin. At Again for Tristan Moran? Oh, yeah, I know, right? He was cutting. He was, but at the same time, what else is he going to do? And, yeah. I mean, I guess he could go up and maybe contend with Cole Martin, but I think for their team, he mm -hmm. fits best there. And I think maybe he got a little better about it towards the end of the year. Kind of remember, like, even though Tristan had been on, like, a college team for all those years at Oklahoma State, until you've done the – and I'm just making this up, but I'm assuming until you've done the week-in, week-out making weight thing, you until you've done that, you're not probably going to be very good at that. Yeah. And I think Tristan, you know, we saw it against Buffalo. He he had a horrible weight cut yeah. and wrestled awful, right? But then once he got it together, got it going, you know, this guy beat Your Nick. Your body adjusts. He beat Nick Lee in overtime. He had mm -hmm. a solid NCAAs. Uh, I like Cole – or Cole um, – Tristan Moran a lot. I think he's pretty freaking tough. So I think he could do well at 41. I think it definitely works best for their team, even though it probably won't be super fun. Cole Martin back, who I thought he was gone, but he is not gone. He is, he's not. He is, in fact, back. And then Wick, I, Xander, always kind of a health question with him, but he's pretty tough when he's there. Garrett Model at, uh, at 57. Then you've got Evan Wick. Then you've got kind of like a 74-84 – Log jam potentially for them between Dow, Kratiger, Bresky at 74, and then Johnny Sebastian at or Br oh, Bresky yeah, at 84. Johnny Sebastian. Yeah. It's interesting. So, I know. I, I don't know about their, their 74. I like all those guys. I like Dow. I like Kratiger. I think Bresky could be good at 74. It would be interesting if he kind of gets squeezed out with all these guys now. And um, Christensen, 97, Hilger at heavyweight. Man, that's like... Well, wait, Christensen was a senior. There's another one. There's another one? P Peter, I think is his name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's going to be a freshman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, you figure three all three All-Americans to maybe four if you think Martin or Moran could do it. And then I think they could get a lot of guys to the tournament. It could mm -hmm. be a really dangerous dual team and a really feisty tournament team with that many. Absolutely. Uh, high potential point scores. So Big Ten getting tougher. Big Ten 133 <laughs> again insane. is going to be absolutely out of control. So think about it. Soriano's back. Yep. Um, we lose Lezak, unfortunately. Michich, a lot of speculation about a red shirt, mm -hmm. Olympic red shirt, which would be his second Olympic <laughs> red shirt. How many Olympic teams is he going to make? He's got to be the only guy to do that if he does. I think so. Um yeah, I think so. And he's trying to make he'll be he'll definitely be the first person to try to make two for another Olympic country. teams for two different <laughs> countries in uh using two different Olympic registers. That's definitely a record yeah. for Stevan, if nothing else. So if he does that and I wonder with Michigan, just does that set into motion a whole bunch of red shirts. Do you redshirt Mason? Do you redshirt? I mean, uh, I mean, has he, has he not taken one? I don't think so. I think he wrestled. Really? I really it. thought he was a uh, a redshirt freshman. Um, whatever that was, 2017. But I could be wrong. He's be man. Enough. So he, if he was a true freshman when he got third or fourth, that would be that really be impressive. Oh no, he redshirted. Yeah. So I think you'd have to wrestle him. He'll be a senior. Uh, he's really stinking good. But the the youngest Amin's coming in, right? Yeah. Cam? Mm hmm So he would probably redshirt. So maybe they just redshirt as many of those guys as they can. Or maybe they're, they would still probably be fairly solid because they're still going to have um, – You have Will Luan. Uh, Massa will have to wrestle. You could see Joey Silva, Kanan Storr. Um, All those guys have to basically yes. scrap. Yeah. Scrap or lose a year. So – they're, they're going to be pretty good with or without Michich, uh, maybe. I'm curious if, if any – will we see anyone take like a Snyder type of Olympic redshirt year? Or maybe you don't wrestle the first semester and you just roll up. And I, I don't know if anyone – or not if anyone, but how many people can do – just be out of the thing, doing whatever, and just roll up and win Big Tens and yeah. NCAs the way Kyle did. I'm trying to think of one right now. I don't know. Maybe Zahid could if he wanted to, like, kind of have that abbreviated mm -hmm. schedule. But I don't know, man. That's that's kind of a tough switch to flip. Yeah. And also, 
I think Kyle had like the mentality was like, I don't care. I'll beat all these yeah. guys. Like it's just it doesn't didn't factor to him. into him yeah. that I'm like, this is not the optimal training situation. The one time he was like, I forget with the Penn State duel, uh, when they wrestled at BJC and he wrestled Neville's, if he, uh, I don't even know who he wrestled, but he was like coming back from Uregan or getting ready to go to Uregan. I think he was coming back. Yeah, and he just like had hardly been in this, yeah. just wrestles. Same with the loss to Kuhn. He had just been somewhere. That's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember where, but he had just been somewhere the week before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that we were talking about leading up into. It was like, this is going to catch up with him. He is a human. We are almost positive, and it will have an impact. So the, the Olympic retro stuff is going to be fascinating next year to see how everything plays out. But, um, yeah, I don't know why we're talking. Oh, Big Ten 133 is what we were DeSanto. discussing. DeSanto. RBY. RBY is back. Pletcher. Pletcher is back. That may be it. That may be like the <laughs> that may be like the the gist of it. But still, gonna be really tough with with Seth Gross now in the mix there at 133. So exciting stuff. Um, best of luck to Gross and the Badgers. And yeah. Okay. U23s are coming up. Uh, they start well. I guess tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Greco's tomorrow. Greco. Cadet and U23 Greco tomorrow, and then freestyle Saturday, Sunday. Right. Um, missing one of my f- my uh, favorite things, the the seating meeting for U23 is always really fun, but I don't get to go this year. I'm going to Grappling Worlds tomorrow in Long Beach, California. So That'll be nice. Though. Yeah, I guess. I've never been. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if I actually get to see the beach or if I just am in an arena all day for three days. Either way, no complaints here. I'm excited. So U23s. Um, a little different field. There's a ton of competitors. It's not as like uh, I'm not sure why. If mo- it maybe it's because so many of these guys are like making, trying to make senior world teams or like not trying to ramp back up. So it's not the most high end, high end guys. But there's a ton of really <clears throat> good, uh, really good weights. I don't know if you want to go kind of weight by Let's weight here. Um, 57 kilograms. Some of the names that that stand out to you, uh, Stephen Kyle. Um, uh, well, guy who Spay picked to win, and I think will definitely be in contention. Michael Kolioko, off um, yeah. a great early spring at juniors and then World Team Trials. I think he was uh, third in juniors and had some really nice wins. Um, and then guys like uh, Trey Shalafu. Um, Sevian Severado, um, just some younger talent at 57. It looks like. Yeah, I like uh, I like Kolioko a lot. I think he's really tough. He really impressed me at trials. Guy I'm interested to see is Aaron Cashman. Yeah, I haven't seen in a while. And I wonder what you know. What's his? I guess he's going to be on the outside looking in potentially because mm-hmm. I don't see. You know, unless Spencer takes an Olympic, which would be absolutely. The most devastating thing that could happen to Iowa is if if that happens. But that's the only scenario where I can Another see Another name we haven't seen in a while, Danny Vega. Yeah, he's at South Dakota State now, right? Yep. Yep. I, I always liked him. I always thought he was, like, really talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't work at Iowa State. And then where did he wind up? Grandview? Or would... Well, he was originally going to go to Grand Canyon, I'm pretty mm. sure. And then they cut the program. I knew it was Grand. Yeah. So they he was Grand Canyon. They cut the program. Then he went to Iowa State for a year. Oh man! Now South Dakota State. Okay, is that how it works? Yeah, that's the order of operation. Mm-hmm. There. Okay, yeah, like him. Um, Gabe Townsend's in the mix. Yeah. Um, Luke Warner from Lock Haven. Yeah, that looks like Paxton Rosen. Yeah, Paxton Tommy Rosen. Tommy Hoskins. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna side with Spay here. Uh, I rarely do that. I try not to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I think Kolioko's the best guy here. Same. He is a bit young. Yes. For U23s. Yeah. He's in high school or just finished high school. I think I guess. Yeah, he just finished up. I really – I wonder if Penn's going to use him next year. Penn, they're not – you know, Princeton, they'll do the the Ivy shirt thing, and uh, so, will, so will Cornell. I mean, they're kind of like – the founding fathers of the of the gray shirt, but I wonder if we'll see that with Penn. You know, Artelona wrestled right away, had a nice year. Artelona, interestingly, wrestled 
is entered at 74 kilograms, and he was a 149. That's 163. So he's uh, he's enjoying his offseason. A couple Philly cheesesteaks, <laughs> well-earned. Eat them up, Anthony. So, yeah, I'm going with Kolyoko. I just kind of think most talented guy, maybe not as experienced, but uh, I think he's really good. But he's got – Agreed. With freestyle, man, it's – it's. Uh, it, one little thing, you can get upset a little easier. If he, if he has a parterre deficiency, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, it could be over quickly. But I still think he's probably the guy. And then we look at 61 kilograms. Uh, who are you liking there? Uh, Taylor Lamont is the one that stands out to me. Yeah. Really excited to see him back. Of course, missed uh, the season with an, uh, recovering from surgery, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have guys. I like Jamie Hernandez. Yep, Jamie Hernandez, Mickey Phillippe. Um, I don't think a guy we've seen wrestle a ton of freestyle. Chaz Tucker. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think with the international experience of Lamont, I think you pretty much have to pick him. Even though I definitely would have picked Jamie Hernandez had Lamont not entered. Just probably definitely a recency bias there watching him up close at trials, but I do really like him. I think he's super good. Agreed. And – his best styles have always been freestyle and Greco. Like if you look at his high school results, yeah. he always excelled in freestyle Greco. Yeah, he's got he's really good parterre too. So Taylor Lamont, sixty one is our pick. Then we move on up to sixty five. Who you like in there, Kyle? Talking about guys uh enjoying the summer, Luke Pletcher. Luke Pletcher sixty five. Having a couple buckeyes himself. <laughs> Those are delicious treats. Uh Dom Demas. Oh, yes. Yeah. That dude wrestles everywhere. Is Jaden Ironman? Jaden Ironman's in it. Those guys just travel around and be like, hey, you want to wrestle each other? Cool. <laughs> let's do it. Um, I think it's got, man, those two have to be the class of this weight. Yes. Absolutely. They're world team trials qualifiers and deep placers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Ironman over Demas because that's what happened. He's beaten him twice. But, man, Dom could just like. Oh, Mitch McKee, too. Dang, 65 is nasty. Mitch McKee, a guy, again, that usually places higher in freestyle and Greco as well. For sure. Uh, he was in the finals here last yeah. year. Demon, him and Demas. And Demas won? I think. Wait, is that right? I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's, no, let's make it up. Let's just say <laughs> that's what happened. Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll go I'll go Jaden in that scenario. I will too. I mean, we saw them, him wrestle who we think is the second best guy a week or so ago. And I don't know. Has Jaden never made a world team? That'd Not be pretty that I know, cool. Yeah. So p- potentially. And first he's already said he's taking the Olympic red shirt. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about him like coming back yeah, late. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, really, man. This this so far looks like the most exciting weight. Ironman Demas and Mitch McKee cannot be discounted. At uh, seventy, the name that stuck out stuck out to me the most was Alec Pantelio. Uh, he's made world teams in the past. I think he's pretty freaking tough. I think he's got a bright freestyle future for America. I believe Kolodzik is in there as well. Okay. Yep. Now he smashed Kolodzik. Yeah. But that was like 2016. Uh, Apparently, it was still my pick. Um, yeah. But you have Kolodzik. Uh, Mike Van Brill. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh,. AC Headley's name I recognized. Let's see here. Brock Port from Bellefonte, Pennsylvania. I have to imagine he's related they're, to Mitchell. Uh, they're cousins. Cousins. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe a mullet, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Pantelio there. I think we've seen it. But, yeah, Pantelio over Klodzik, that would be my. Agreed. That would be my selection. All right, 74. Vince Turk. Yeah, I saw he was entered. Good for Vince. All right, 74. As I mentioned, kind of a surprise up here. I figured if Artelano was going to eat a little bit, he'd be up at like 70. No, 74. <laughs> Brady Berge, also another 149-pounder. We knew he was cutting a ton of weight. Yeah. He's like, I'm never making 49 again, I guess, unless they make him. <laughs> uh so those two are really good. Who else is in the mix here at 74 kilograms? Isn't Massa entered? I believe so. I thought so. I got this alphabetized. Yes, he is. Yeah, I. He looked really good at trials, senior trials. Jeremiah Moody, guy who made the 
He won the Junior Open two year, he beat, last year. He did beat Makai Lewis. <laughs> Taleb Romani. Uh, he always does crazy stuff. He does crazy things. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's space picked to win it, but me. He I'm was gonna... until he saw Massa entered. He was very angry because he had the preview like done uh, the day before <laughs> registration closed. And then all these guys like Panaleo and Massa, and he was just going through, and all these hammers had entered, and he's just pounding the table, <laughs> screaming curse words. That was funny. He's like, ah, Massa entered. <laughs> and he had to, like, start over. Poor poor thing. Poor Spay. Also, Mitch McKee won in two straight matches over Dom Demas. Wow. And then, if you remember, last year we had to replace, like, four U23 members. Yeah. Like, guys that made the team because they were just like, you know what, we don't want to do this. Uh-uh. So, at 97, who'd we end up sending? Christian Brunner. That's right. And he was, like, third. But the, the worst one, I think, was 65. We sent, like, Colton McChrystal, who was, like, fourth. Because oh, yeah. the first, like, McKee and Demas were both, like, nah. And then whoever's third was, like, nah. I wonder if that's what Cassiope's going to do if Like, he Vito wins. said nah. He beat RBY. That's right. Who'd we send it that way? Not RBY? No. I don't know. <laughs> Dang. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So, 74, we're going Massa. We're united yeah, there. Yeah, united yeah. to Massa. So, Michigan could have a couple guys on the team here. 79. How you feeling? Where are you at and what you hauling? 79. Uh, Ethan Smith. Ethan Smith, Anthony Mantonona, Connor Flynn. Kimball Bashan had a really nice tournament yeah, here last year. He beat Joe Smith twice. Uh, he did. Here a year ago, Ben Harvey. Fresh off a really good season. Um, see if we missed anybody. I can't. I I can't pick Mantonona. No. I sort of want no. to. But there's no way. It's just he's gonna do something crazy. He'll probably beat someone good or almost beat someone good, and then something will happen and he'll try to throw and get pinned. But he'll have a meltdown. He he will. And Mantonona, you gotta just set up your flow arena alerts for Mantonona because it's mm-hmm. some, some wild's probably gonna happen. Jacob Kovach uh, from Indiana. Yeah, who are we picking? I'm going to pick Kimball Bastion. Okay, I was going to say Ethan Smith. Maybe that's a final. Yeah, Kimball Bastion, Ethan Smith. Yeah. I'll take Kimball. Yeah. So Utah Valley, potentially. Potentially two champs. Potentially we two picked champs. Taylor Lamont. Yeah. And we don't even know the Orndorff situation. We'll see. <laughs> We're, we haven't got to that way yet. Uh, Cam Caffey at 86 with the fro. Oh, the big one at 86 is Max Dean. Maxwell Dean. Mm-hmm. And Lou Dupre. Those guys have to wrestle at least once every quarter. Yes. It is wrestling law. It's actually in UWW law. So those two are probably going to wrestle. Yeah, I'm going with Max Dean. Uh, Nino Bonacorsi also in the mix. They also have to wrestle yes. each other, too. Bonacorsi and Dupre wrestle all the time. Yes. That is like the little Wow, we have there. Matthew Dean and Maxwell Dean. Just chill out, Matt. Matt is uh, from Humble, Texas. Wow. Three-style wrestling. Where is that? I've heard of that. There's not many. Yeah. Humble, Texas. That is... No one cares. I don't know why I'm looking (laughs) this up. (laughs) I was like, why are you doing this? Oh, Houston area. Okay. Devin Skatska. He had a great season last year. He's kind of a beast. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I'm still... I'm sticking with Max Dean. Me too. All right. Dean over Dupre, I'll say. That's what I will say, too. I really like to pray a lot. All right, 92. Give me some names. 92. Christian uh, Brunner. Christian Brunner, who was the rep at 97 last year. Jackson Strigo. Mm-hmm. Jake Woodley. That sticks out to me. Yeah, those are the big ones right there. Where I'll take I'll take Woodley. I'll take Brunner. Yeah, maybe I should, but I won't. <laughs> I refuse. Oh, Ben Honus Green Ellis is entered? Yeah. All right, Honus. I there's really nothing to discuss. No, it's Honus. He's definitely yes. the goat. Like, I mean he it's in the US Open Finals. US Open Finals. Don't sleep on I just wanted to give a random name. Chase Singletary. Oh. I don't know. I down don't, at ninety seven, what do you make of that? I make uh, he's not that big. Yeah. And that he'll eventually go down. Now some there was some speculation that, like, it was just Twitter speculation, but, like, could they wrestle Kirk Fleet Twitter fingers. right away? I, I don't think that makes sense. First of all, I think 
I know we all think Kirk Fleet is awesome, and I definitely do too, and think his like upside is insane, and he could potentially be a guy that one day maybe is contending with Gable to make mm-hmm. world teams and stuff. But I still think between one, like just health issues, and two, I think he's still got a long way to go uh, in terms of like reaching his full potential. I, I think it makes sense to give him a year in there to, to redshirt. He may be more ready than I realize. One, I, I'm making this distinction based a lot on not seeing him wrestle folk style much. Mm-hmm. I've seen him wrestle Gable Stevenson in folk style, and it was a really close match. And then I've seen him beat good freestylers, but I haven't seen him, like, smash someone that's, like, you know, national champion right. caliber. Like, I just watched Gable beat Don Bradley, Tony Nelson, and Adam Kuhn twice. So, I- I'm not sure he's quite there on that level yet, though given the heavyweight Makeup, he can maybe place. So I just don't know if this is the year for Ohio State to make the push because they yeah. have any. Do they have any big seniors coming off other than Colin Moore? I don't think so. Is Pletcher? Oh, Pletcher might be a senior. Yeah, Pletcher would be senior. Oh, that went fast. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, maybe they do <laughs> make a push. I don't know. Holy buckets. All right, we did ninety-seven. One more weight. Cassiope's entered. I will pick him, but I think Yusuf Hamida could be. A uh, problem, and then the aforementioned Daniel Gregory Kerfleet. Man, this is a good this is weight. actually a good weight. Yeah, a lot of times this weight is not that good here. It Jordan is. Wood, what do you make of Jordan Ooh, Wood? Where I is he of, in that? He's a top four-ish guy here at this weight. Okay, he's a good freestyle. He's made world teams before. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure, pretty sure he's like cadet bronze at one I point. I think cadet silver. Silver, and the, and there is an Orndorff involved. Tate, see, so potential third for Utah. AJ Valley. Neville's. Who did Spay pick? Spay picked Tamita. He loves. Oh boy, he's a Maryland guy. He's a Maryland guy. Of yeah. course, he picked him. Uh, man, I kind of do like Hamida yeah. a lot. I'm gonna pick Hamida over Cassiope. Did he beat Dom? I think he beat Dom Bradley at the trials. Did he? <laughs> I kind of think he did. They, they at least definitely almost got in a fight. Which well, uh, didn't weren't they the two that truck stick Spay? That could be. I'm pretty that. sure they were the two that uh, <laughs> trucks these pay, and they made this awful noise. We we gotta look that I'm up. It yeah, up right now. yeah, and then but then they, I think they may have wrestled twice. So Don Bradley teched him on the front side to get to Gable, and then let's see if they hit on the back side. It would have been like for third. Bradley won on criteria. Okay. Five, five for third, and they almost got in a fight. I think. Don Bradley kind of is almost always getting in fights. Him and Gable got in a little... I need to watch that. That was one I was on the other mat, and I haven't got to go back and watch it on it, the internet. It seemed like yeah. just heavy hands. Yeah, they're just both yeah. kind of that little scrappy. Mm-hmm. They're both awesome. Okay, so that's our U23 team. We figured it out. We cracked the code, and I doubt anything's going to change. But watch this but weekend just watch. to make sure. Just to, we need someone to double-check us yeah. just to make sure. We're pretty sure we nailed it, but you never know. Okay, so here's the plan. We're going to talk a little Final X road trip. We kind of have that set pretty mm-hmm. much, and then we're going to go uh, to Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour because it Later. is Thursday, and that is the day where we do Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour, but not yet, so hold your horses on that. So, okay, here's the plan. It's very Final X road trip is very dynamic this year, so much so that I have it on my phone on a picture. <laughs> um, so on June 5th, which is... Less than a week from today. Wednesday. Wednesday. I think. Kyle Bracky, Andrew Spay, and I, and Caleb Davis-Piles will fly into BWI International Airport and go to Maryland. Check out the Terps. Okay. Ryan Holmes and Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., the mm-hmm. wrestling nomad, are going to Princeton. They're going to be, become learned scholars. Hopefully. And hang out with Joe Dubuque. They've got a lot to learn. Yeah. Mark Bader... And Nikki, who you don't know, but you maybe have seen, she did. She was at Beat the Streets, um, are going to Cornell. They're going to hang out with uh, Yanni and maybe Kyle Dake. They'll be there. And then Mike Mal, he's just coming. We'll see him at Rutgers. Yeah. So we're all doing that. We're going to those places for a day. Then we go to Rutgers, and we do that thing. Yep. Press Th- conference. Press conference on Friday. Yep. And then Saturday, there's – oh, remember, if you don't know this – Two sessions at mm-hmm. Final X's, uh, each Final X. So there's a morning session, 
morning-ish, mid-morning? Noon. Noon. Morning for some of you losers. <laughs> Better be afternoon for most of you. Our listeners, the people listening right now. They're early risers. Yeah. We know it's the morning or it's the uh, afternoon for you guys. So they do the wrestling. They do the weigh-ins, live weigh-ins. Live weigh-ins. Yep. So you'll get to see. Make, um, sure, make sure everyone's on weight. Do a little face-off uh, wrestle. Those weights that are in the morning will be completed that morning. I know there were a few questions like, if it went three, will that be in the afternoon? No. No, it will not. It will be completed that morning. And then in between, if you are there or you just want to go meet up for this, uh, they're going to have a brew fest, it's called. Ooh. I know Jessica. At Rutgers? Yeah. Jessica, oh, the lady boy. who does handles all our events, is working on finalizing the details for that. So when we get that, we'll let you know. But there will be like a little party get-together that we'll have stuff at, and you'll be able to talk to some of us there. And then the evening session starts at 6. Okay. Sweet. Mm-hmm. So that's what we'll be doing for that. That's Saturday, June 8th. Sunday, June 9th. There is no rest for the wicked. There's not. We are getting up super early, and myself, Kyle Brackey, and Dan, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., and my son, Caleb Davis Potts, are going to Virginia Tech, home of the Hokies. We're going to check out Coach Roby, Mackay Lewis, Freyer, McFadden, hopefully, will be there, getting all kinds of content with the Hokies. Mike Mal is going to L40 country Uh-oh. to do something with Dylan Palacio. <laughs> So that'll be interesting. We'll see what happens there. Um, and then who? Then who else is going? Oh, Holmes and Spay yeah. are going to George Mason. Yeah. And then UVA. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're all converging in Columbus, Ohio, the land of the Buckeyes. We're going to see the greatest wrestling facility in the world of all time. <laughs> Will Tom Ryan actually be sleeping there? Does he sleep there? These are the <laughs> questions I need to figure out. And I'm hoping the answer is yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm, – I'm hoping for some great uh, Tom Ryan loves this facility more than life itself stories because this man loves this building. Uh, so then we're going there. We should do a skit about that. We should do a skit yeah. about how much he loves he loves it. Mm-hmm. Then we are – then long road trip after this. We're going from Ohio State to Iowa, not the university. No Hawkeyes this year. We went there last year. This year we're going to um, check out you and I. So myself, Bracky. And Holmes are going to Iowa State. Yeah. Mike, Dan, and someone else are going to UNI. And that's someone Spey. else is Spay. Yeah. His name is Andrew Spay. Then we go to Lincoln. So long trip, a lot of stuff going on. And then Lincoln's the same kind of schedule as yep. um, as Rutgers, except I don't know, Brewfest or is yeah, there so rumors of crawfish? There are. Yes. So at the we did this uh, at the rail yard before last year. We gave out free drink tickets, and mm-hmm. then you could watch the weigh-ins live there. So between sessions, go back to the rail yard. Um, we're going to have drink tickets again, and there will be crawfish. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, I've never I, – I have to be honest. I had never done a crawfish boil until I moved here. And I tell you what, those, those little suckers are tasty. Yeah. You have to eat about 70 to 75 <laughs> to get full. So it's kind of a workout. There's a lot of, like, you know, dismembering of the crawfish. But the at the end, it's worth the payoff. Yeah. It's, Apparently, Jessica's a big fan of crawfish, and she's, she made this happen. Wow. Okay, so. good. That's why we only hire the best here at Flow, and they have great taste. So that is exciting. That is the trip. Little ticket update. Rucker's tickets are almost sold out. Yep. Almost sold out. We should just have everything at Rutgers, everything in New Jersey. <laughs> you guys are obsessed. You're, you're outselling uh, State College, Pennsylvania by a long shot. Um, Lincoln is coming strong, but Jordan Burroughs, rally the troops. That's right. Get those people. But Lincoln was the most attended Final X last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm confident. There was a that, big walk-up crowd in Lincoln last yeah, year. Yeah, a lot of, lot of walk-ups. So we'll have that. Excited for that. And with that, Is it time? Know, it's time for Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. All right, I want to start with an update. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. No. Um, but remember the Public Monster, the one with the railroad tracks? Yes, it would, like, lure you. And yes. It, yeah. It got another body <laughs> because two girls went out there looking for this thing. They didn't listen to FRL, did no, they? No, obviously not. And one of them died. Looking for this. Stop, people. Stop looking for the public monster because it will find you. you can, it will kill you. It's you, straight Liam, Liam Neeson. Yeah, take if it. you want to go like 
uh, I believe it's public national park. But if you want to go out there in the park, that's fine. Go to Do park. not go on the railroad tracks. I tried to tell you, he like lures you out there, and then you can't hear it coming. You can't hear the train coming. It numbs your senses. Yes. This is, I think, the fourth body. So what's like actual dead person. Do we need to update the KBDR on this one? It is. A couple people were asking. It's like off the charts now. Off the charts. <laughs> if you are getting current bodies <laughs> post warning, mm-hmm. you're a ten. You're like a ten on the KBDR. The Oklahoma octopus. It has some bodies, but it hasn't had any in years. Yes. You know. It's maybe in hibernation. Right. Now, the public monster is still out in the streets taking people from us. Getting bodies. And severely injuring the other girl that was there. So Who gets... Man, you're pretty lucky if you only get severely injured by a train. I don't know if maybe she just, like, bailed off, like, the side yeah, or something. Yeah, like, off a cliff yeah, or something. Yeah, um, But, yeah, so... Dang it. Stop, stop doing stop. that. Stop. Um, but today... We're going to go to Louisiana, which I'm surprised oh, we haven't been how to How have we before. not been there yet? They're in Florida. I'm surprised that's not up. <laughs> well, we've been to, yeah, Florida, Florida Skunk Ape. Skunk Ape, yeah. Skunk Ape. Now, this one is is a little similar to Skunk Ape as it's kind of like a Bigfoot-type creature, but mm-hmm. there are differences. Um, this is the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Honey Island? Sounds uh, sweet. In, like, the Slidell, Louisiana area, which uh, if you're – uh, if you're a big live PD fan like myself, they, oh. they're in uh, Slidell, Louisiana. Oh, okay. But um, so this monster was first seen in 1974. Got it. Um, by just a guy. They were out duck hunting, a couple of them, and they found, like, all these, like, just huge pile of boars that were just, like, destroyed. And oh. they're like, what in the world did they this? They thought it like, was wildlings. Yeah, they were just like, I mean, no human did this. Right. Because um, it was just completely destroyed. And so they just, like, all right, that's weird. But we're going to keep moving. So they keep on moving. And then they come across this creature. It's about seven feet tall, a couple hundred pounds. And it's got kind of the hairy, like, long fur of a Bigfoot. But, um, like, a Bigfoot's face. Like, you can see the face. Mm-hmm. This kind of had, like, the hair, like, you know, like kind of like an emo kid nice. or something like yeah wow. like down over maybe he's going through some maybe stuff. skateboarder type yeah, yeah with a, all over his face does this circle back to Avril Lavigne it could it, it very could. well could connect um and then the hands instead of being like what Bigfoot's like just human fingers mm-hmm. it was like claws and then I don't like that and then the feet uh it's three webbed feet so instead of a foot like Bigfoot it was three like webbed like and then platypus. it came to it like a talon yeah but there was a talent on it. And uh, this guy, what's his name? Harlan Ford. Okay, so he was the first person to see him. this, and he was out with uh, Billy Mills. But Harlan Ford, like, this became his life because he was like, what in the hell is this thing? Like, I have yeah. to figure it out. <clears throat> and so it's kind of like the skunk ape has, like, uh, forget the guy's name, but he's, like, pretty much devoted his life to it and has, like, the website, and he's been on a bunch of shows um, and stuff. Well, the granddaughter of Harlan Ford, Donna Holyfield, has gone all in on this. <laughs> or Dana, not Donna. Dana Holyfield like. has gone all in on this. And she's got a website. She's wrote a book, Encounters with the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Um, just It's just stories of people talking about seeing this creature. Now, as far as we know, no attacks. But they okay. do have a lot of, um, of cast of... It's print. Okay. And there's nothing in the area that that can make a print that big. Like, an alligator is very similar in the fact that it has, like, three talons, but it's nowhere near as, like, as, as long. Yeah, alligators have little Exactly, feet. yeah. And this is, like, a normal-sized foot just with three talons. Wow. I really want to see one of those cast imprints of the, of the Honey Island Swamp. Honey Island Swamp Monster. Man. Um, in Louisiana. So yeah. It's maybe combined to the swamp. You, I would totally believe that there's something in the swamps. Yeah, swamps should make some sort of, you know, I don't know. If it came from primordial primordial ooze, it would seem like from the swamps yeah. some weird weird stuff can be happening. Um, But this one, the Oklahoma octopus was on this show too, but uh, Animal Planet's Lost Tapes, there was an episode about uh, the Honey Island Swamp Monster. Um, So that's pretty cool. So if you want to check that, that out, further I'm, legitimizes. I'm sure, absolutely, its existence. I'm sure that's on YouTube. But um, there's just been reported sightings since that first one in 1973. But like I said, other than than wildlife disappearing, and there are, there are rumors of um, 
like children in the area going missing, but there's nothing to like actually yeah. correlate it with the. I saw True Detective season Honey Island's... one. Hopefully, I wasn't involved. With oh that. man, yeah, that was in Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana just seems like a wild place it's where a, you can like do anything. It really get does away seem with it. Wild, yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually been. Never been to Louisiana. Maybe one day. All right, so you need to assign a KBDR, a Kyle, which is Kyle Brack's danger rating. How mm-hmm. dangerous this thing is. I'm going to go with only like a four mm-hmm. because of all the encounters it had. It's kind of like Bigfoot where it's like, I, I don't want to mess with you. You know, like I was seeing, okay, I'm going to get out of here now. Yeah, it's kind of like a four on potential. Like yeah. Based on its like height, weight, it's kind of like had a good NFL combine. Exactly. Or it's like Anthony Mantinona where you know it could probably do some damage, yes. but you're still kind of waiting for it to hit its prime. And like a lot of people see this thing too, like they take off too. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, I'm out of here. So a little skittish. Yes. Very similar to the Bigfoot. Yep. Okay. All right. We learned a lot. That's the Honey Island Skunk Ape in Swamp Louis- Monster. Swamp Monster. Yeah, <laughs> got it. I'm I'm uh, I'm breeding these things together. All right. Now with that, great alien hour. It's time for questions from friends. We have friends. They have questions. And here we go. Um, oh, cool question. So we're doing these. Um, Block parties. Mm-hmm. Did one yesterday for Kyle Snyder. Uh, hope you guys watched it. Many of you did. It was really cool. Um, and someone asked Ronnie Winterton, can we get some Logie Bear and T Ram, Logan Siebert, Tony Ramos block parties to celebrate some great careers? Yes, that is definitely in the works, in the plans to do those. Uh, so for sure, we've had already discussed those two. And uh, yeah, definitely plan on doing those at some uh, point. Someone brought this up as like a possible flow film idea that they were like, you know, rivals and then they yeah. retire in the same year. Well, I don't think it's like a flow film. It's pretty cool. Like that they, they had this like heated rivalry and then they both had international success and then retire in the same year. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be cool. Uh, is Taylor the only world champ who will be missing final X? Uh, yeah. To my knowledge, he is other than Helen, who is a world champ, but is just not, not competing this year. Okay. Those are the most recent ones here. If Zahid goes up to 84, who does it help more, Iowa or Penn State, from a team title aspect? Hmm. Interesting question. I want to say just like off the top of my head that it helps Penn State more because um, Mark Hall. But then I think about Michael Kemmer, and I'm like, there's no way Michael Kemmer can beat Zahid Valencia, in my opinion. Like, I think that is just a terrible matchup. But I think Michael Kemmer could give Mark Hall some problems. You think? You don't? I, I don't. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't see how he takes him down. Yeah. And I can see, like, all the – because Kimmer fires off a lot of shots. He could and get – And I can see that he working. He totally get schooled. Yeah, I could see that not working out well. I don't know, I mean, man. he never got schooled by Nolf. You know, like, he did – I think he got majored, like, once or twice maybe, but it was, like, an eight-point major. It wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a – Yeah, I could be crazy. And he hasn't wrestled in a year. All right, scratch that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to get, like, cradled up and pinned. I just I don't think it's a good matchup for him. Yeah. I don't know. Just watch it. Maybe I'm just, like, overreacting to Mark's mm-hmm. freestyle and just seeing – just thinking more about what Nomad says about just him being really defensive and just not, like, having that go-to leg attack, really. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. He doesn't lose to anyone else. Yeah. He hasn't lost to anyone but Zahid, really, in a long time. Okay. I think, I think if Zahid moves up, it's Mark's weight. Mark wins a title. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll say that too. So he'll have bookends. That'll be kind of cool for Mark. Four-time um, finalist. And then, so yeah, at 84, we don't really know what Penn State's going to do at 84. Like, Shakur maybe will get an Olympic or got or not Olympic, uh, medical year. When are we going to hear about those? I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, supposedly Kasser got a couple. Yeah, he got a couple. He's like two for one. <laughs> so I don't know. But, and then... I was going to have Cash Wilkie, I guess, and we're not putting him in the title conversation, certainly. So, I don't know. I don't know who it helps more. I guess Penn State. I would say Penn State just because that allows Mark Hall to win a national title. Yes. Uh, who will have a harder time defending their title, asks Brock Desert. Suriano or Mackay? So, basically, this is a Vincenzo Joseph, Alex Marinelli versus Seth Gross question. I'm going to say Suriano because just seeing how close he and Dayton are mm-hmm. right now, they're basically 
literally the same. And then throwing in Seth Gross, who I think beats those guys probably, even though last year coming into the season I picked Soriano over Gross, and maybe I'll do that again this year. I'm still going to say it's it's Gross, uh, or Soriano will have a harder time, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, that one's – I kind of want to say <sighs> Mackay because – I think you're right. I feel like there are three or four guys that can beat Makai. Mm-hmm. And maybe having felt him once uh, can help them. I know Marinelli's wrestled him before, but, I mean, that was a 1-1 match with 30 seconds to go. Yeah. And then uh, I think a guy like Evan Witt can, and I think Vincenzo can, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I'll say Makai. I think maybe Makai's the answer because – we saw him have a slightly less consistent year last year, but he was a freshman. I mean, Chenzo had the Keaton subject loss, and now, mm-hmm. you know, Makai's Keaton subject is going to be Connor Flan. But I don't know. That's so tough. I mean, I, I think you're right think, to say that because there's more guys. And at the same time, you know, Soriano lost to Fix and DeSanto mm-hmm. and Micic. And I think, I mean, we saw what a healthy Seth Gross does in Michich. Yes. So. All right. Maybe I'm it is, sorry. <laughs> or maybe it is. Yeah. See, that's a really, really great question. <laughs> that is. Three count, no biscuit. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it's going to be tough for both those guys to defend. Okay. Will Chinzo be a zero-time Big Ten champ? Probably not. But maybe, definitely. You should do that. That'd be funny. If he just doesn't win <laughs> yeah, Big four Ten. Yeah, four-time NCAA Finals, zero-time Big Ten champ. Did, uh. Jagger's never won Big Tens, I don't think. And he was a two-time so. champ. Yeah. But, like, 41 was so stupid at Big Tens, like, every year. Like, Kellen, Kellen Russell. And now, Kellen Russell, four-time Big Ten champ, mm-hmm. which is also insane. Big Tens, it's nuts. Um, oh, whoops, I'm not going to read that one. Um, we should. I like the can we make the man dog thing. Maybe, like, guys that are just, like, tearing people up like he was a man dog this weekend all right maybe it's an award we give out yeah like the the maybe it's a kyle bracky man dog of the week yeah. award i i like that because there was dog man yeah but remember the guy messed it up in the hashtag <laughs> he said he was man at, dog yeah he said man dog so it'd be funny <laughs> if we said man dog of the week all right we're gonna we're gonna turn that mistake into a, a, an award yeah the man dog of the week um you can have so many segments named after you bracky this would be really cool <laughs> What wrestlers do you think should focus on making a world team on a non-Olympic weight in 2020 rather than an Olympic team? It's a great question from Goose News 74 because I think everyone is so Olympic focused that maybe you can mess yourself up and for making a, a world team. Like for me, it's James Green, uh, and that's probably a pretty obvious answer. But he can't make 65. 74 is not really a a viable option for him. I I don't. I mean, to it's not gonna be Jordan Burroughs, mm-hmm. right? So I, I think probably someone like him. I think there's a lot of guys at 61 that I'm like, you're too small for 65, but you'll never make 57. Um, like Cody Brewer. Cody Brewer. Yeah, that's one that came to mind. But man, he looked. Although at the same time, if Cody Brewer got now here, let's connect these dots. Cody Brewer is going to Virginia Tech, where you only look like American gladiators named Nitro. <laughs> So, Nitro Brewer, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think he could get a little – he could get big, maybe hangs out with Ty Walls yep. and Jared Hot and get some Devin Carter mutant strength. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, he's a scary 65-kilo guy. <laughs> so, I'm not going to rule him out because he is rangy. Makai, um, too. That dude's Jack. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Bro, bro. Um, okay. <laughs> this I don't know if I want to ask this one about the road trip, but it's kind of funny. Well, who are the two or three worst flow guys to go on a road trip with and why? No one's really – also, happy birthday, Bracky. It was Bracky's birthday yesterday. Thank you. He's 22. The thrill band. He's, he's 22. Um, I, there's no one really bad to go on a road trip with, uh, but Willie is the worst to go on a road trip with just because he snores and his hotel room behavior. Etiquette. Yeah. Etiquette is uh, subpar. And I'll just leave it at that. So the answer is Willie, and there's really no one else that's really that bad that I'm thinking of to travel. Sion, I do not enjoy staying with Sion. I'm trying to think of, like, funny things that people do. Like, Nomad Nomad immediately pours out his suitcase on his bed. Yep. 
I don't understand it. Spay is not the best navigator. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Andrew Spay cannot I, I don't He was very angry. It upsets him. So I'm I wanna be He's the man, but you, you just might want to have the GPS, a backup GPS handy, because he just sometimes can struggle a little bit with it. I'll, I'll leave it, leave it at that. Uh, but no one else is really that tough to. Those things aren't hard to deal with. Yeah, it's those just, are pretty easy to deal with. It's, it's actually funny stuff. The uh, <clears throat> for how much we travel together, there's very little uh, bickering or. Yeah. Um, Bader sometimes is really extremely loud at, at night when mm -hmm. you're like trying to wind down. He's just so fired up all the time. But that's not really a bad thing. Yeah. So we get along well. It's fun traveling with each Holmes other. Holmes is too jacked. Holmes is too jacked. He has to sleep like 12 hours for his <laughs> biceps to recover just from walking. So that that makes him he's easy. Holmes is very neat and clean and quiet. So he's a fun he's a easy guy. Too. That's what I look for in a roommate. Other people look for maybe a little more excitement. Uh how do you think the country will react if someone like Jordan Burroughs loses to Imar at Final X? Will people doubt we have the best team in that scenario? Yes. I guess they will, but at the same time, what do you do? I mean, everything has been slanted so that Jordan Burroughs can make this team. If he can't beat Imar two out of three. I feel like it will be like when Molinero made the team yeah. in 2016 again. Yeah, I think. And, except, I don't think it would be coming from Jordan's camp, though. No, like there were people in. It, it. was like process stuff with Molinero. Like we <clears throat> choose our team the wrong way. Right. But if if he did it, yeah, I don't know. I feel like people would be like, "Wait, why did Jordan even have to like do this?" <laughs> yeah. What if it becomes you shouldn't even have to wrestle for the at that point. Basically, we're saying if you win a world medal, you're just on the team next year. We talked about that one time with Snyder because the one year. Russia didn't make Sadjulayev do anything. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Different strokes. Uh, that's yeah. not how we do it. No. Here in the United States. I'm glad we don't do it. Like yeah. That. Here in America, Russia, you have to actually make the team. <clears throat> and uh, I don't think that'll happen either. But it would be – it would be – I'd be so curious to see the response. Like, what if Gadsden beat Snyder? Like, just something unthinkable. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, what? But you never know. Uh, when citing the advantage, this is Mo Pierre three. When citing the advantage of sitting out, do people forget that the defending medalist in the trials isn't actually a good statistic, considering the defending world medalist is always really good at wrestling and therefore generally more likely to win the match anyway. That is that is very true. It's like everyone's like it's such <coughs> an advantage. Look at the stats. It's like it's the advantage is that they're better. That's why they make the team continually. It's not necessarily just because. They, That's why they're sitting out. because they are in the right. And if you look at this, I would like to see the sit-out statistics for the non-medalists. That's the, like when Tony Ramos won the Open and then lost a two out of three to, to Dayton. And then also that may have happened in 17 with Gilman. Cause, it did. Yeah, it did. Because mm -hmm. Gilman won the last chance and Ramos sat out all day. The ball got rolling, just like Thomas said. So I think... Uh, Mo Pierre, you're you're exactly right. Why does it appear Snyder is dropping down the USA Power Rankings? Are we forgetting he's Captain America? He capitalized all those words. <coughs> one loss to Sag Live recently, and all of a sudden, one-time champs like Cox, Taylor, Dakin are admired more among the fans. Well, fans, uh, you can't control who people like are drawn to more. I don't know about all that, but it's not just one loss to Sag Live. He lost at uh, zero and one at the Oregon. Yeah, zero and one at Oregon. So. That's a, that's a thing. Now, Kyle Dake hasn't wrestled this year, so that's one thing. But I don't, I don't think he's really dropping that much. I just think we have, like, four or five extremely elite talents, and when you're losing recently, that kind of sticks. And Ta David Taylor hasn't lost since 2017, June 2017. So that's probably why. And Kyle Dake didn't give up a point at Worlds. Right, right. So it was just, like, two incredible performances coupled with a couple losses. And he put Jaden Cox in here, but Jaden's like, we had a segment about him, about how he's the most underrated guy, and the one we don't talk about enough. Um, can we have Bracky impersonate Willie again? You should just do that sometimes. Um, like, yeah. What, 
What's he been mad about recently? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Politics. Political stuff. Like, oh, the, the liberals. Liberals, you idiots. Are you going to pay for this? <laughs> um, who's going to pay for this investigation? Uh, keep 103. Forever 103. Remember how good my high school Easton team was? We were number one in the country. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. He does bring up the. He Easton. dropped that in the when he was talking about the high school weights mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Somehow he worked that in there. It's like in regarding whether going for fourteen to twelve teams. I need to remind you that the Easton high school team I was on was number one in the country for different parts of two seasons. Back to why there should be fourteen weights. As we had Brian Sire's my best friend. Yeah, uh, I went to seventeen colleges. Go all those schools. Go all those schools. Uh, okay. What are the hidden talents of the FRL squad? I don't know. This is a good question. What is that. Willie's hidden talent? We're still that's still T T D B. Oh, I would say Willie's is. I don't know if it's cooking. He hasn't made me many things, but I'm pretty sure he's pretty good at cooking. Yeah, he is. But just in general. He has very good taste in food, so he can kind of give you good guidance. I, I lean on Willie for that. He has uh, helped me a lot in the food area. He has good taste in that regard. What Same is, with Sion. The oh he listed Sion. Sion's cookouts are legendary. They are insane. He had one this weekend. It was uh, it was how much food was there is, is amazing. He's really, really good cook. Um, my hidden talent might be, uh, might be ping pong. Or yeah. um, somewhat musical. Bracky's, what would your hidden talent be? Bracky's really athletic. It's kind of hidden. <laughs> <laughs> it's more recently hidden. You know yeah, Mark Flo? Mark Flo, uh, he was like, he was talking to me about Mark Flo, co-founder, CEO, uh, was talking to me about Spikeball. And he, he recognized that Bracky is the most athletic. He's like, you know, I see. It's like Bracky's obviously the most athletic. Is he the best one? I'm like, yeah, probably. He's the, he's the best player. So He saw me because uh, we had that Fisher Price hoop uh-huh. in here. And I used to just like dunk, shoot. Well, not only oh. dunk, but I would just shoot. And he'd be like, man, like, pretty good for a wrestler. Like, he knows that wrestlers aren't supposed yeah. to be good at, like, stuff like that. But I got. Wow. You got a wet jumper. Man. <laughs> so, yeah. Boss man recognizes uh, Bracky's athleticism. Which countries have the most recognizable, recognizable styles or are there hallmarks? I think no style is more widely recognized than Iranians. Underhook, straight back leg, drive, 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 get you to the edge, either snap and go behind or just drive you out of bounds. That's a pretty common thread. I don't think there's any other... like. Russians, you can kind of tell Russia, but like each of them are so individualized with their skill set. Whenever I think like Russians, I think like they're just going to be like hard to take down. Yes. They can like kick out of everything. Yes. Like how do they, how are they so good at kicking out? In like the very like relaxed stance. Yeah. You know, you like it's like, yeah, very like just kind of like hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Very, very plastic. As yeah. As Bulatov would say. It's very loose. Um. Uh, Zach Moore, I'm not gonna read his handle. Uh, do you feel like <laughs> Bracky's Nikki Italy joke was underappreciated because it 100% was? That's a, it's a funny just that that idea in general of like underappreciated jokes. I feel like there's tons of jokes. Like I'll go back and re-listen, and Willie will have dropped a subtle joke that I didn't even hear because like sometimes it gets a little <clears throat> conversationally and we're all kind of talking. So yeah, I feel like the Nikki Italy falls under that um, under that category because sometimes just some of the jokes just get missed not because we don't think they're funny but I, I love that I mean Nick himself has embraced it like calling himself like, like Nikki, Nikki push-ups or Nikki pull-ups yeah but just like literally putting anything after Nikki like whatever he's doing whatever like he's Nikki doing. freestyle <laughs> that was awesome yeah um I'm gonna miss that yeah after and it all started with Nikki done. page views yeah. which was uh, our original nickname for him because <laughs> no matter what was happening people you guys you guys love Nick Soriano. Just to, I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Um, I think we did the show officially. Anything else you want? Any other points to bring up? It's it's gonna be crazy, and we're only able to do one more FRL before Final X. Dang. How crazy is that? Now I was thinking 
I wonder if we could. Oh, they're playing. They are ready to go. <laughs> they Holy want us snap. out. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to speed this up. So I was thinking that maybe since Willie's staying home for the road trip, maybe he can like do a call in and we call in to call in. He's really not coming. I thought we talked him into it this year. That was boss's orders. It's not, oh, okay. He's not going. <laughs> um, uh, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good thing. So maybe we figure something out. I don't know what we'll do. It'd be good to have something. Yeah. But I don't know. But definitely next Tuesday will be a final X mega show. The likes of which have never been seen. Akron this weekend, starting tomorrow. Yeah. Going all weekend long. Go to finalx.tv, get your tickets for Rutgers and Lincoln. And Crawfish Boil. Yeah. And Brewfest. Yep. And maybe we'll see you down the line at the Final X Road Trip. Maybe we'll put out our actual, like, something something organized so maybe we can meet up. I know we said we were going to do that last year. It never really happened because we never We stopped. did it a few times last year. Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin, a few people. That first place in Kansas, that dude drove, like, a half yeah. hour out of his way. Shout out to that guy. Um, we he took, was awesome. We took a picture with him, I remember. Yeah. But he literally just hung out and ate pizza with us. That was fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, maybe maybe you could be that guy that hangs out and eats pizza with us. Thanks so much for listening to FRL. We'll be back Tuesday. Have a nice weekend.